0: Welcome to Skate Date. Skate Date. It's our first episode. It's very official.
1: It's a big deal. I mean, this is going to be a
0: hot mess. (laughs) We're very excited about it. We're excited that you're here. And
1: let's just jump right into it. I can't wait to look back at this and be like, what were we thinking? I can't wait. It's going to be great. (laughs) So go on this journey with us.
0: Yes. So let's introduce ourselves, shall we?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Chev, a 33-year-old, fat, black, queer, roller skating diva. I stand for body positivity, girl power, and smashing the patriarchy.
0: Um, My name's Rebel, and my last name is Her, like <laughs> the lesbian kind, but, <laughs> but also like Rouser, like getting people amped up via my public speaking i really like earrings and i am bad at cooking and i thoroughly enjoy um hats
1: is that why you're wearing a big
0: hot pink
1: hat right now yes
0: it is i just got it off of amazon um even though screw you jeff bezos but it's really beautiful (laughs) Okay, so now that we've introduced ourselves, I think that we should, in true she's all fat fashion, thanks Sophie and April, we want to introduce each other to you. So, babe, why
1: don't you go first? All right, well, Rebel is like the cool side of a pillow on a hot summer day. Shove is
0: like fresh
1: sourdough loaf from your friend that has
0: major bread girl energy. (laughs)
1: She's that feeling you get when you're skating up a hill and you want to give up, but you find your second win. Shove is a physical
0: embodiment of that feeling that you get when you come home after a really, really long shift at work and there are like 20 packages waiting for you.
1: (laughs) Rebel is that feeling you get when your crush says hi to you for the first time. And your only regret is that she wasn't your first and only crush.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) We should have ended with that one, but I have one more. Okay. Taking a bath with crystals and a CBD glitter bomb, but you don't know, but then it's one of those glitter bombs that actually has a surprise on the inside, and it's a ring, and it's your favorite gemstone.
1: Whoa, that was a lot. Thanks, babe.
0: You're welcome.
1: (laughs) And thank you, she's all fat. Thanks, she's
0: all fat, for the inspiration for that little introduction of ourselves segment (laughs) okay so we're gonna jump right into our fake ads this is the section where we hope that one day these episodes will be sponsored but until then we're gonna make up our own sponsorship deals so today we would like to introduce you to anxiety
1: (laughs) have an important meeting drink anxiety And be late because of exploding diarrhea. Drink anxiety
0: for being late or just not showing up at all. Comes in flavors like unknown caller, don't answer.
1: Yes, they are laughing at you.
0: And oh no, I waved at someone who wasn't really waving at me. I guess I'll jump into traffic. Mmm. Mmm. Anxiety. anxiety. That oh, could yeah. be your ad.
1: That could have been you.
0: That could have been your product. Your product could be advertised here. Do you hear these voices? Could have been sex operators. Yet we're here podcasting. (laughs) This is the route we've chosen. Here's where we are at this point in our lives. Okay. um, So let's just jump into our first, like, main big theme of our first main episode.
1: <laughs> if you guys didn't get it, it's the main
0: part. It's the main part. And Which we
1: are calling the, the real world. The real world. Real world. Don't sue us, MTV.
0: Yeah, please. <laughs> um, okay. So this episode we're gonna talk about, you guessed it, anxiety. And Ooh. anxiety in relationships.
1: Totally didn't have anxiety before jumping on here today. <laughs> Shove, the
0: queen of anxiety. And Rebel, the queen of hiding anxiety, but actually also having anxiety.
1: Go go team Shovel. Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I it's funny because I feel like I didn't really know what anxiety was um until I got a little bit older, maybe out of high school. And Once I understood what it was, I could look back to when I was even a child, I definitely had anxiety because I remember my dad making me cry because he would say, look in the phone book. Y'all probably don't know what a phone book is anymore, but look in the phone book. They're
0: very And call
1: this place and ask them a question. And I would be like their little nine-year-old shove like nervous about calling and he'd be like what's wrong with you just call them and I would start crying because I was afraid <laughs> of just the process who would answer I don't know I had issues apparently so I definitely could say life made it worse but just in the words of uh Lady Gaga I was born this way you were
0: born this way <laughs> I definitely think that my anxiety developed later on in my life. Like, I felt like I was a carefree child, everything was awesome, and then my world came crashing down, and then it was like, oh, anxiety, my only friend.
1: Anxiety, your best friend.
0: (laughs) My best friend who's been with me ever since I came out of the closet, (laughs) and ever since I broke away from the church, and ever since I left the cult.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe you'll hear about all of those eventually. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So definitely I know I've had it for a while. Um, I did have to see, did you ever go to therapy for your anxieties? Um, I didn't go to therapy per
0: se. I went to counseling church. sessions at church. AKA church. Yes.
1: Um, Who needs a therapist <laughs> when you got a pastor? We couldn't <laughs>
0: afford therapy mm-hmm. and my mom is a pastor and so it was very much like that
1: was the kind of therapy that yeah. we believed
0: in was was the church's counselors.
1: Yeah, we couldn't afford it either, but my school because I lived in suburbia at the time offered uh free therapy when I was in elementary. And since my grandma was dying of cancer, I started exhibiting all these, like, extreme things, like, um, as soon as it was time to come home, uh, even though I was already 10, I want to say, I was, like, wetting myself, Mm. which was, like, unusual for that age. Um, All of a sudden, I stopped hearing, so my parents took me to the doctor, and there was nothing wrong with my ears, and... The they were like, okay, it's mental, so you need to seek help. Basically, so they signed me up for this program, and in therapy, basically, they told me, or they told my parents that. I It was a coping mechanism. So my body was exhibiting all these physical things because I didn't hear. So I wouldn't have to hear about the sickness. And I was wetting myself because I was the fear of going home. So it's just very animalistic, like fear and just soiling yourself and then like hiding it because of the shame. So sometimes I think about it about it like if my parents had their things more together and if like it was more normalized to talk about mental illnesses that I probably would have had more help because like sometimes I look at it back at it and I'm like that was seriously messed up like I should have had some more help for that and I definitely struggle now because I know I need to go to therapy and it's not good to self-diagnose yourself you can know some things but it's like I know the basics of like this is definitely what I have but Mm -hmm. I definitely need to like Go figure it out because I've definitely self medicated to help it before with other people that have anxiety, but you shouldn't mess with that because you don't know if it's the right, um, what's it called, prescription for you. Yeah, but um, like I'm taking Advant and stuff like that, but I don't know. Like the counseling helped for a little bit, but definitely should have continued. The counseling help with you?
0: Um, I don't. I don't know. I was I was actually going to say, so interesting that you would say, because we've totally talked about this before, but I feel like I've never really put it into this context before. My sister has extreme anxiety. Like, Mm -hmm. both my sister and my brother have really bad anxiety. And I think that's the reason why, for me, it was never something that my parents were too concerned with, because they thought, oh, she's better than, like, her siblings are doing. (laughs) But that same thing that happened to you with, like, You not being able to hear that literally happened with my younger sister, like my younger sister couldn't walk for Mm -hmm. a a long period of time. And we took her to the doctor and it was absolutely nothing wrong with her like it was completely mental. And it was because she didn't want to reveal to our parents that she was sinning by having sex. And uh, the mind is a scary. The thing. mind is Powerful. a very scary thing. Yeah, I definitely think that um, as I've become more aware of my anxiety, because I think for a while I didn't know what it was. And so I just would, like, act weird or have these, like, feelings that were very, very overwhelming feelings. And um, I think as – I would say even as recent as the past couple of years, really recognizing what those feelings are and realizing that it is anxiety mm-hmm. and something that has happened because of trauma and because of, you know, my life experience. I think that's helped me more than any counseling that I've been to. Mm-hmm because I haven't
1: gone to, like,
0: therapy, <laughs> which I probably should.
1: <laughs> I definitely feel like, unfortunately, because we do live in America, a uh, health you have to have it, and you don't just have to have it. You might have it, and it doesn't cover that. So the insurance I had before was like, we'll cover therapy, but only three visits, and it's like, what? I already know that there's many layers of this. D- <laughs> there's a horrible onion in <laughs> the back and things to be dealt with and it's like so you're gonna cover three therapy sessions and you're looking last time I shopped around it was like a hundred to five hundred a session and it's like okay um then you really got to start choosing like is it like I guess it's worth it but definitely like can you afford it yeah you might have to go every week so it adds up Yeah,
0: I definitely understand that. My college that I went to for undergrad offered some counseling sessions. But when I went there, it was like, I think I'm probably going to talk about my sexual assault. Like, I'm not going to talk about my anxiety. Like, that's so low on the list. And that sucks so bad. I honestly believe that everyone needs therapy. Like, we are definitely like a therapy positive household, but we're also a poor household. So we don't have
1: the money to have therapy right now and it's just like we we think we have these other well we do we have these other issues but the thing is either you have anxiety and these other things that happened that were triggers or like caused this baggage to grow more either it was like made the anxiety worse or like you could have coped better but your anxiety Mm -hmm. kept you from coping and dealing and managing it so I think like really hard to like I remember feeling like that when our friend was like if you need therapy for something that happened I'll cover it but my reasoning for saying no is because like I knew there were so many other bigger fish to fry and that that would unload everything else and I couldn't even, like, focus on the one thing they were willing to, like, pay for. I was like, one session won't cut it and then you're gonna, like, unload these other things. Well, I think but, when you, like, open the door, to yeah.
0: you're like, oh, no, I've opened the door. Now I really need therapy. <laughs> the and it's like, I can't afford the continuous <laughs> therapy sessions, but...
1: Yeah, but, okay, so let's talk about the first... Time that I had an anxiety attack while we were dating. Okay, sounds good. So I'll set the scene. It was Pride. It was Pride. It, it was, was Rebels' first Pride. It was It was
0: my first Pride ever. We had only been dating for for three, three months. months. I had just come out to my family. Yeah, and
1: it was great. We got ready. We, we went to over. like the Pride
0: Festival itself. Yeah. yeah, and
1: we were at the festival and I saw that there was bull riding, and there was a really long line of people, crowds of people watching people on and the bull. I love bull riding. Yeah. Like, I love it. So I was like, oh, my God, you should do it. And she was like, babe, you should do it, too. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't think so. Like, at first, I thought about it, and I was back and forth. Then I started getting really nervous. And it started with, like, my palms being a little sweaty. started with, like, my heart beating pretty fast. Um so and then it's I don't know, it was just like too much. It was like, oh, like right now I'm just like uh, <laughs> thinking about it. But I don't know, it's just like all of a sudden, every little noise around you is just like amplified. And you just like feel like everyone's paying attention to you. And we kept inching closer and closer. Um, and then when, I think you went first, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so she gets off the bull and in my head, I already knew like, I'm just not going to do it, but I wanted her to stop pressuring me. So what do you do when you're anxious? You're like, you'll just lie until you can escape the situation, uh, make excuses. Uh, so there was like a little gate and she was like you gotta go so I was like okay I'll try so I get on I'm trying but I'm already shaky and like I can't get on and this like kid's trying to help throw me onto this bull. This little kid that's like five years and- old. <laughs> it was, and he's like just step with my hands get over and I'm like already like oh my gosh I'm a lot of woman little boy like you can't let me up there and then like it was hard for me to get on and I was just like I don't want to do this anymore so I tried to walk away and rebel blocked my way so then it was like fight or flight and I felt trapped so automatically it was like anger and it's like you're obstructing my way and like I wanted to literally push you out of the way like I was just like She's like the danger and she's keeping me in danger. She does like therefore she is the enemy. Like that's what my mind said. And, and I so had no idea. I literally what was going had on. to like snap on her and then like I started crying and it was the first time I talked to her. I'm just like, you can't put me in those situations. Like if I tell you no. Know. And that's when I learned really like that you have to communicate because I don't know, like, this is how I feel and this is what's happening. So, like, the worst thing to do is to, like, trap my way of escaping in that moment Um, because then it just, like, builds up and it got worse versus just being like, okay, you're good. Because I think it's good to, like, not let someone's anxiety stop them from living life and trying new things. But I think once it's already full blown or, like, bad, You just you just gotta let it ride it out. How did you feel when it happened?
0: Well, I remember one, we were drinking and so (laughs) I was already feeling kind of like, Yeah, like let's do everything, you know? And I just remember being like very confused as to why you were like, No, I don't want to when you had been the person that was like, Let's go do this. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh, she's just nervous. Like, it's fine, like you can just do it. Like, and I'm very much of the philosophy that like oh, if you're scared, just do it, like, just get on it, you know, (laughs) like, just go for it. And like, if you need someone to push you, and like, then get that done, you know. And so I was kind of like, it seemed like she was like, oh, no, like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, like, just kind of giving up. And so I was like, no, you can do it. Like, I got you. Like, I was trying to be your cheerleader. And definitely that came across in such a wrong way. And um. yeah, I just felt so bad afterwards because I was like trying to help and then not knowing what was happening and then feeling yeah. like I had fucked up so bad, you know. Yeah, just. But
1: then it's like you didn't. It was just like I feel like that's why when it's either someone you're in a relationship with or just a friendship, you kind of have to let them know like, hey, sometimes this happens because what rebel did is what anyone would do. Like, it's just like, it's just nerves. Get over it. Like, it's fun. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, on the other hand, you're like freaking out because of the severity. So it's like, don't be afraid to open that line of communication.
0: I think that like, that's a really common thing for people who don't have anxiety or don't have full-fledged anxiety to do you know like just say hey you can get over it like mm-hmm. because uh not traumatized not anxiety ridden brain would naturally go oh we'll just push through it oh we can get through this it's fine you're fine you'll just wait a few minutes you'll get over it or just breathe and it's like yeah that is not the solution
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll think like, like early 20s, like I was going out way more, but I was also like drinking a lot. Like it was like hanging out at bars. And I wouldn't say like it became like alcoholism, like my family, but I was definitely like bar fly because I knew like oh, as long as I have, like, a shot in me, I'll be more natural and I won't freak out. Like, it would calm my nerves. So that was definitely, like, a coping mechanism. So I was a little more outgoing. And then once I was, like, over the bar scene, it was, like, drinking's not, like, that much for me. Like, I don't really, like, have to drink. But then at the same time, like, I wasn't being as outgoing. And um, I think that's something else, too, is, like, you start forming these dependencies to, like, help with it, too. Um But then it's, like... Anything new, I feel like I will have anxiety or sometimes I wake up with like high anxiety and it comes out other ways. Like some people think just panic attacks, anxiety attacks, like I can't breathe and this stuff. But sometimes it comes out with like, especially after anxiety, like depression follows. Like it's like I always call it like the case of the saddies. So like that or like anger, like it's all these uh, like anxiety can come out in anger, too. So I think people think it's like one label, one symptom. And it's like, no, like this person might not be mad. They're just anxious in the moment because like it's that whole. I'm going to die right now, feeling So, like, there's going to be different ways you react to feeling like you're in danger. And I think when it comes down to it, that's what anxiety is. It's like you just feel like you're in danger. And a lot of times there's, like, no reason for it. You're not in danger. And one of the things that's helped me a lot, which is so funny, is, like, when we went to see that one movie, oh my gosh, what was it? It was with the bot, the guy that the speech writer and he dates Shirley uh, Theron, who's like a politician. Oh yeah, what was that called? What was that movie called? I don't remember. But there's like a scene where like they're getting bombed, and she's like doing, or he has a. Is Jonah Hill right? Not yeah, no, not Jonah. Oh, that you other always guy, call him Jonah Hill. That other guy, it's not Jonah Hill, and you call him Jonah Hill every time, and that throws me off because I'm like. I don't know. But anyways, (laughs) Seth something.
0: Seth Rogen.
1: Yeah, Seth Rogen. Seth
0: Rogen and Charlize Theron. So
1: anyways, that movie. Um, And then he starts having like a panic attack. And she's like, do this breathing exercise. And it's like, breathe into four. And like, hold it for four. And exhale through four. And like, one day I was just like, I wonder if that's real. And like, I was kind of freaking out. And I was able to do that breathing exercise. And Mm it actually helped. (laughs) So like, that's kind of my go-to. Because there's been times like... Especially at the old house, we used to live close to the beach, and so I would skate on my days off, and I would go to get coffee and my favorite fruit tart, but skating alone like, would sometimes freak me out, because you feel like people are already looking at you because you're on roller skates, so I would try to like, have some good tunes, so I wouldn't worry about it, but sure enough, as soon as I started getting closer to my destination, my legs would start to feel like jello, and I would feel like I was barely breathing, right? And I felt very, like, um, hands jittering. Like, there's been times where, like, literally my body couldn't skate because my legs turned into noodles. And mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I don't know what's happening. And that makes me want to cry because then I'm, like, oh, my God, my body is, like, failing and it's, like, embarrassing. It can be too much and sometimes I'll just bail. But, like... Uh, I remember the last time I started feeling like that. So I skated around the corner before I went into uh, the coffee shop. And I just did the breathing exercises for, like, a few minutes. And then my heart rate slowed down. And then I was, like, perfectly fine to go in. So I think, like, having, like, these tools to help you, whatever it is, that definitely has helped me, like, manage through life a little easier.
0: Yeah. And I think that as a partner, like, there is definitely – been a learning curve for me like i needed to realize that sometimes shove will have emotions that have no connection to anything Mm -hmm. and and that's okay like i just have to like accept that and so i'm a person who tends to just want to know the root of everything like i want to know why emotions are happening and i want to be able to solve the problems <laughs> and we've had to get to the point where you know she's sad and i'm like what's going on babe what's going on and she's like I'm just sad. There's no oh, yeah. reason for it. My favorite question
1: is like, what What happened? And I'm like, nothing happened. And then I'm like, nothing has to happen. And then it's like, Sex is like, I'm not mad at you asking the question. I'm mad that nothing happened. <laughs> and I feel this way. Oh. So when she's like, what happened? And I'm like, nothing, nothing has happened. It just is. Like, so it's like, it just is. And I want to like, just be like, oh, like, because there's nothing she can do and I'm like she's like let's go do this it's fine and I'm just like everything's tainted that day and I'm just like I can't and it's like but now I think like I'll just tell her like it's just one of those days
0: yeah and now I understand what that means So what are some things that, like, a person who is a partner of someone who has anxiety or someone who's, like, a best friend who has anxiety or maybe there's, like, a parent out there whose kid has anxiety, what would you recommend for people?
1: Uh, A lot of times you can't, like, don't just be like, nothing's wrong, you're fine. Like, you don't, not just saying, like, you're fine, you're fine. Like, because that just makes you feel more, like, defensive, like, no, I'm not okay, or it makes you feel crazy. And I think just being, like it's okay and we're going to write it out and just being Mm -hmm. present so like for me I remember seeing like this little cartoon and it's like it was like a couple and one partner's like I feel really anxious right now. And then so the partner gets in bed and makes like a blanket fort and it's all like, well, we'll be here together. And like, they just like lay in the blanket fort. And I think that's like so cute because it's just like, just be near and be present and don't ask a hundred questions. Um, sometimes just saying like, just being like, Oh yeah, can I do anything for you today? Or do you need anything? Um, and just be there really. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: And I definitely think, like, also, not everyone has the same type of anxiety. Like, not everyone's anxiety. Exhibits the same behaviors. I know my anxiety causes me to go into like manic mode. So like if I'm having an anxiety attack, I like the first time that you ever experienced me having anxiety was was it later that summer? I
1: think it was that summer. Yeah, yeah uh,
0: later that <laughs> summer, and I just went full like full rebel. Like I was doing 10 crafts a day. Like I was getting into all sorts of trouble that I should not be getting into and then crying.
1: Well, it's the opposite because I feel like (laughs) my anxiety is when I have too much to do sometimes or like new things I've never done before. And Rebel's anxiety is when there's not anything to do it's too much downtime or it's like the same repetition same thing like there's nothing new happening like yeah. if you're not stimulated I lose your it. mind's like yeah what's going on I
0: need like at minimum three things to do per day like <laughs> you should, I do you not do her one. list
1: it's like her list she, she's all like color coded and more than one page sometimes and I'm like you're stressing me out looking at you. But list, that actually calms and it
0: me down. her. Yeah, so like every morning when I wake up, I make a to-do list. And that helps me straighten out my thoughts and makes me feel sane. Like I know what I'm doing and I know the order that I'm going to do it in. And I've like numbered it. And then I've starred the ones that I'm gonna work on first or second. And then I color it based on what um like genre in my life it is.
1: Type A personality. I'm very much so a type (laughs) A
0: personality. But yeah. And that's yeah. And then
1: there's like in uh, roller derby, everyone calls um, them the bout shits because I feel like everyone, like, trust me, if, you, if you're in roller derby, you know what this is. But I feel like before a game, everyone's in the bathroom. Everyone is having anxiety attacks, like, yeah, before roller like, derby Like, their bowels are literally just, like, exploding. <laughs> exploding because they're so nervous. And it's just, like, a stage fright of sorts, but... I don't know, there's all kinds of levels of anxiety. Like, definitely mine is manageable to the most extent. Some people literally can't leave their houses. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a thing, but don't be afraid to talk about it. It happens. Do we have anything else to say about anxiety? No, I think that's it. Let's move on to the next topic. All right, next topic is
0: the wheel
1: world. Didn't we just have the real
0: yeah, and now we're transitioning stuff. into the wheel wheel world. yes, yeah. where we talk about roller skating topics.
1: There's always something there is
0: always something. Um, so we figured that this week we would talk about price gouging.. <laughs> Should we give a little background?
1: Oh, yes. so. If you didn't know, roller skating's trending we like popular. a mofo.
0: It's very popular right now.
1: Yeah, so shortage in roller skates. Yeah, there's a shortage. Everyone is sold out. Mm-hmm. And so all the online markets where it's like resell. People
0: like, are buying really, really like, not expensive roller skates and then selling them at very high prices to new roller skaters who don't know anything about how much roller skates should cost or yeah. the quality
1: of certain roller skates. Yeah, like roller skates. Mercari, um, Facebook. Facebook results. Marketplace. Yeah. yeah. Um, eBay. So yeah, so, like... Let's say you have a pair of Impalas, which usually price for like 100 a $100. Yeah. $99. You'll go on and see them for like $300. Or $600. Yeah. And they will be lollies. And then, oh, what did someone, someone told me like something crazy. Like someone paid $1,000 for their lollies. Which is just wild. Like what? Yeah. And I feel like. One, lollies are usually $339. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like crazy because you're like, first of all. Okay, I get it. You want to skate? Skating's like cool right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you got a thousand to pay for some skates. First of all, you should buy some fancy skates. Like I'm like nice. Um, but second, I feel like when I started skating, like, I was like, I gotta know what's the good skate. I gotta know, like, everything. Like, it's crazy that, like, you would just be like, oh, cool, they have them, just pay that much. Well, I
0: think that people are desperate for skates. Like, they've been watching this online community, and they're, mm -hmm. like, fascinated by it. They see it on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, they're like, I gotta have skates, and they've been waiting for a long time, and so then the only things they can get their hands on...
1: I guess I get it. I'm just like a very patient person. I'm not. So I understand. I think, but think about Little Rebel before she even knew shove, And she's like, I'm going to start skating. I'm going to join roller derby. I know nothing about skates. I don't even know how to tighten my wheels. (laughs) And you were just like. I want skates and you just saw that there was a pair of skates out there for $300 or something. Do you think, would you have been like, okay, cool. They're cute. I like them. I'm going to get them. Or do you think you would have been like, Hmm, is that really, like, let me shop around more.
0: I think that I, being myself, and we already mentioned that I was type A, like, I would have researched it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. Like,
0: I wouldn't have just found those, like, it wouldn't have randomly found those. Like, I would have been (laughs) looking all over the place. Like, I'm guessing that I would have figured out, if I was, like, new baby rebel, I would have Mm. figured out that you can make your own skates.
1: I don't know. It's just, like... I think it's so fucked up. It's messed up because okay who are these people that just like bought all these skates the same people that bought all the toilet paper and the antibacterial and then sold yeah, it for like so much money but it's like crazy because I'm like okay did they see that like they already have skates that they're playing on skate selling and now they're like they had let's Intel times it by three or were they like, oh, everything's rising, let me go buy 10 pairs and then I'll up the price. Like, I, I don't get how I don't it happened. Know. I
0: mean, the same way that anything happens in, like, a capitalist society. Like, they're banking yeah. off of people. Like, demand is high and supply is low. And so because of that, like, the price can be jacked up. And it's just a bunch of people who are benefiting off of, like, Poor little, like, new skaters, yeah. which just sucks major. I d- the d- worst part is that they're spending, like, $300 or a large amount of money for something that is not going to last them. They're going to fall apart so fast. They're yeah. going to be so
1: upset. And then they're going to, like, research, like, oh, need a new pair of these skates and be like, oh, these are only a $100, $200. they are going to be so mad. And they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I got ripped off. Um, so if you're a new skater well, or a 2B skater and you're shopping around, I know it's really hard right now. So it's desperate times, desperate measures. And you might be like, I guess I'll just throw all this money down.
0: But like, but skate companies are catching up at this point, And yeah. so hopefully it won't be as much of an issue. Like, I know that there are skates available yeah. now or at least like on a shorter wait time than it was before. Definitely. And so definitely don't buy from just do people your People without research. checking how much that skate yeah, is worth.
1: Just do your research. I have, like have seen people that sk- sell their skates that are actual skaters, and they're not upping the price. Yeah. They're even it's lowering. It's people them in they the skate them. community that yeah. are doing
0: this. It's people outside the skate community, yeah, But peop- which is especially messed up. But
1: that's the thing: people don't know that they can reach out to people in the skate community. Yeah, they're just like looking on an app and for roller skates and seeing what's up instead of like reaching out to skaters and be like, "Hey, I found these skates." Like. Do you know if it's a good deal? And I feel like any Mm -hmm. skater I've crossed would probably be like real honest with you and just be like yes or no. Yeah, Not be like, I don't know, why are you asking me? But I feel like some people just don't know the beauty of the skate community yet and know that we are a fountain of knowledge that share with other people.
0: Yeah, and I think that a lot of us know where you can get skates Mm too. And so talking to one of us is like smart
1: yeah and like literally like someone messaged me today like do you know where I can get some skates and what do you recommend I told him what I recommended and I was like I don't know where you can get skates like there's like a couple people that have them or places that have them but they're like limited sizes it's super hard right now it's like I think people don't understand the severity like people that are already skaters can't even find things for their skates.
0: Yeah, like we need stuff for our <laughs> skates and we haven't been able to find them.
1: Yeah, I'm all like moving my toe stops back and forth because I'm like just trying uh, to
0: like make it happen. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I would like
1: to update my laces, please. But like things are just missing. Just, like, yeah, and that's wheels. Just what it is now. Yeah. And,
0: and like, I feel like the skate, like, definitely the skate companies were not prepared for
1: this boom in skate sales. Yeah, and like I don't know. It's like, do we even delve into like the fact that like, hello, it's a pandemic, and just because you're over the pandemic doesn't mean the pandemic's over. Yeah, us. And, and the that pandemic eff- is in, yeah impacting. Yeah, all it our... affected literally everything. Like, I think people don't know that like a roller skate has so many parts in mm-hmm. it, and it's not From just many roller skates. That it's like, oh yeah, the roller skate factory doesn't have roller skates. It's the people that build nuts had to shut down as a COVID. Yeah. The people that make toe stops had to shut down. The people that make wheels had to shut down. So you have all the these companies, boots. yeah. You have all these that different make things that have to build a roller skate. So it's like you can't be mad at the roller skate people without being mad at the people that make plates. Like it's not like mm-hmm. one warehouse where they're like, we are Just, like we are the roller what, skate what it, warehouse. Oh my gosh, what is it called? Uh, <laughs> They have a little flame and they like weld welders. A welder's? It's not like a freaking place where they're like sewing a boot and then they're welding a plate and then they're <laughs> making little, it's not like That would be yeah. wildly That's like Santa's way That
0: would be <laughs> ineffective for mass producing, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think like there's two types of people, though. It's like there's the people that are like, oh, I get it, and they'll just wait, and then there's the people that are like, I don't understand, and it's like, it sucks, because I wish everyone could have the Yeah, skates. but I
0: also don't, I don't blame them, because I think that if I was new to roller skating, I wouldn't understand all of that, either. If yeah. I, I, If I had just seen roller skating and been like, oh, roller skating looks fun, I'd like to try it, and then just kind of was told you can't have roller skates right now and no one has roller skates i would be just
1: as confused yeah i would be bummed yeah. i'd be like dang i would like hunt down people that are my size and be like for real like, my best friend so i could borrow your skates so I could or you could your skates. give me your skates yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So um that's what's happening in the wheel world. So don't let yourself get ripped off for roller skates. Do
1: your research. It
0: will be worth it, I promise, if yeah, you do just your research. A
1: quick Google. A Google. A Google. A Google. Sponsor us Google. Google. Ask Are you Jeeves. listening? <laughs> Ask
0: Cha Cha. Text Cha Cha. What? Cha Cha? Like, I don't know that oh one. Oh my gosh. Like back when we were in like sixth grade or something. So I was <laughs> It was very long time ago and you could text a phone number, Uh a question before Ask Jeeves was even a thing and before AOL was like really prominent. I
1: didn't know about (laughs) Cha-Cha.
0: And you would text Cha-Cha a question and then they would answer you via text message. I tried to sign up to work for Cha-Cha and I think so you like they like had a database of answers kind of like their own little Google. right now? (laughs) Yeah, and you get you got paid like 10 cents an answer. But it was really wow. hard to find the answer because it was all categorized. It wasn't like you like type in a search. Yeah. It was like you would go to people or animals or like sports and you would look up the answer. Uh, and then you would send it back to them. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, so cha cha, let us know if you know what that is.
1: <laughs> you were like on cha cha looking for answers and I was like on um, party lines in seventh grade. Like yeah. you know, <laughs> the different routes. And yet we both ended up here. Opposites attract. Started from the bottom, now we
0: hear. here. <laughs> okay, I think that's the real world. Should we move on to our next segment, babe? I think we should roll on over. We should roll on over to Two Girls, One Pup. <laughs> the segment so, where we talk about our dog, Bowie. <laughs> that
1: was my great idea.
0: She wanted the podcast to be named Two Girls, One Pup.
1: Okay, listen. If you ledge through... What that is a play of words on, which is horrible, and you're probably hashtag triggered right now and are seeing the images play. So as we say, two girls, like I literally want to vomit.
0: Don't talk about it.
1: So get the pup. So okay, (laughs) we're not going to talk about it, but when it comes to two girls. One pup. We're talking about Shovel and Bowie. Can yeah. we bring on our guests? Yeah, Bowie is sleeping. He's probably sleeping because he Bobo. always sleeps. So Bowie is our French bulldog. He is deaf. He uh we adopted him from another couple and he is almost Nine years old? No. No, he's almost eight. Oh, yeah, almost eight years. He's he not just looks happy. old. He's not happy to up. be here. So hold him to the mic. Oh, we don't have to. It is picking him up loud and clear. That is the Bobo.
0: This is Bowie. He's a French bulldog. Mm-hmm. If you are not watching the YouTube, you...
1: Let me oh, explain. he just laid down on the table. Let me explain
0: him to you. He is a fawn French bulldog. He looks like a pup, but he is an old man. He is very grumbly and loud. You might hear him snoring in the background is because he was napping under the table <laughs> and I picked him up and set him on top of the table. Um he is so needy. So needy and he loves roller skates his kink is roller skates
1: he loves when you hold them in roller
0: skate he loves roller derby bouts he loves when people are roller skating near him he's a skate park pup he is a skate park pup he loves being at the skate park with all of the roller skates um he loves our mini ramp in our backyard yes he is dropped in yes he has he's very talented
1: very talented. You can't tell right now. He's very cat-like. He loves to lay on desks and tables. And he sleeps all day, and he does lots of yoga. Yeah, he's really good at yoga. Hashtag big stretch. Hashtag (laughs) Hashtag big stretch daily. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, so
0: this is where we talk about...
1: (laughs) He's just like, I'm not gonna stand. He's he's just just gonna lay back down. He's, he's He's asleep. Yep. Yep. Okay. That was fun. Okay. So I hope you enjoy the sounds of his grumbling while we talk about how, ever since my dad dogs hit him. Yeah. Okay. The first time, he is now addicted to television. He is a full on <laughs> television
0: addict. Every time we turn on the TV, he waddles right up and just like stares at the TV.
1: Yeah, he'll lay in his bed or sit there or lay there and he just straight up looks up because we have the TV mounted on the wall and just stares. He looks so entertained. And it's not like he's just like, oh, look, and then looks away. Like he he was so into Grey's Anatomy today. It was crazy. He was like, Tell
0: me, Izzy Stevens, what's going to (laughs) happen?
1: If anything, he's more awake now when he knows the TV is (laughs) on. Yeah,
0: um, he will bark at dogs that are on the screen. Oh, the other day I put on the movie Cats and Dogs and he lost his shit (laughs) the entire time.
1: Yeah, but this. specifically with one dog, he was like, I don't like that dog. It was the cop dog. Um, Yeah, and he gets this little butt fur that, like, gets all angry. And, it, like, <laughs> poofs up in the back. Yeah, and then my dad has one of those ridiculous, like, are you, like, big screen TV. Like a very are, like, large TV. Is this a drive-in theater? What are you doing, father? But anyway, so. Dads. <laughs> the second time, this so is the first time he tells us, like, oh, yeah, he's just watching TV. And I'm like, what? And then, like, he was allowed to go on the couch by himself. He was just living it up in this he's bathroom. He was literally living his best life. And then that's when the TV like addiction started. But we didn't know how bad it was till the second time my dad dogs it. And my dad told me that he was like, don't worry, Bowie's okay. And but we're like, there was happened? a dog on TV and he fully charged at the TV and slammed into like the entertainment center. Yeah. And I guess he was just like stunned because he literally thought like there's a life-size dog in here. He went full speed into the TV, and thank God he was fine. But like, come on, Bobo, you don't know when there's They're a. They're real, not real. You're not real, Bobo. Yet when we've tried to put dog YouTube, yes, that's a thing. Yeah, like, it's definitely a thing. He's like not even into it. Doesn't care. But I bet now if we put it on because he's I a full-fledged at it. I don't think he was actually watching it
0: before. I've put it on for him. I held him in my lap at the at my desk and oh. like put on dog YouTube, and he's watched it. Okay. But then. He he gets distracted and is like, "I'm done." I bet well, you now. What if he
1: just likes, like when people are on TV? He's no, like, because he like, likes. Dogs. Oh, I don't know. Because he like attacks a dog. He doesn't like the, the squirrels. Squirrels on TV. are boring to him. Super boring. But then when there's like people on the screen, he's just like watching, waking up, like all like eyes big ears. Okay, this is what tripped me out though. He was watching it. I swear. To the Gods and Goddesses. He was watching TV, and then his ears were, like, super up and bat-like. Like, his attention, like, ooh, something's happening. And then they went back, like, when something happened. Like, he understood something was changing. And then he put them back, like, ooh. And I was like, what the heck?
0: Maybe he senses their, like, emotions.
1: But he can't hear. So he's not, like, hearing the voices of what's happening. Because I was like, it would make Maybe sense. Maybe he watches, he like,
0: facial expressions.
1: Oh, and also, Bowie is deaf. But one day, I randomly clapped my hands, and I saw him turn, and I was like, wait a minute. So, he hears clapping. Yeah, so that's So, Bowie. sometimes, like, we have to twerk, and then he'll come running. Cause, twerk? Yeah, because the clapping. Oh. <laughs> Stupid. And that's two girls, one pup.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming to Two Girls, One Pup, Bobo. Alright, so okay. time to roll on over to, to our final stop for the day, yes. which is
1: S-M-G. our
0: Deer Shovel segment. This is where we read your letters, and we answer them, and we solve your problems. But since this is the first episode, we just put up a really quick Instagram question story. At 11.30pm. And we said, who has the fastest question? <laughs> and here we go. So
1: so we have Shay underscore Bull Terrier on Instagram says, says Dear Shovel, how to deal with a best
0: friend breakup? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> best friend breakups are the worst. Because best friends know you like through and through. And they've been <sighs> there. They've been there through the good and the bad. You can go first, babe. Because you have so much to say on this one. I think I have so much to say. Okay, so I have gone through a lot of best friend breakups through the years. And I would actually say that that's probably the reason why I don't have, like, one best friend. I have um, lots of close friends. And I think it's because I'm always scared that someone's going to betray me. uh, Which is, like so sucky but like really the truth is I don't I don't know like I don't think that people are gonna love me completely for me and that they're always gonna find someone better that comes along and Mm -hmm. so I struggle with like really opening up and and being really like you're my best friend to anyone Um, and I always think that they always have someone else on the side because that's exactly what's happened to me in the past is I've always had people who like are my best friend but really Mm. they were best friends with someone else and then the whoever else that they were best friends with was like rebel sucks you know and then they were like yeah rebel sucks and then they left me out to dry and I was like that's cool so Uh. I guess that was just a story and that wasn't how to deal with it but I guess what you gotta do to deal with it is you got to see the warning signs as much as you can. I know it's, like, almost impossible to see those warning signs when mm. you're in friendships. Um, but, like, I don't know. This
1: is the worst <laughs> advice because I don't really know. I'm, oh, BTW, we probably give really bad advice, but at least it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, I think that, like, my advice would be just, like, I don't protect yourself first. Like, at the first sign of something bad, that, like, they're treating you poorly, like that's like strike one and like i don't know how many strikes they get but probably not three <laughs> like i feel like maybe only two like on the second strike like you shouldn't be treated badly there's so many people in this world like find someone who's gonna treat you well
1: yeah i feel like i don't know if it's because i'm a capricorn and that know. i'm also a taurus <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's the way I'm raised. Like, I hold that wall up and I build that wall, a brick, higher and higher. You really do. Each month, year. I don't know. It's gotten better. But I feel like it takes a long time for me to become, like, best friends with someone because, like, they have to break down so many barriers. Um, So I feel like... It started with, like, moving, so I didn't have any childhood friends growing up. Like, sticking through, like, middle school and high school. Uh, so it was, like, abandonment issues. So starting over, um, having best friends move away, and then feeling like, oh, why get attached again? Then there's the best friends that vanish without a reason. And I feel like those are the worst, because you don't have that closure. Mm-hmm. Like, to this day, there's, like a group of what were, like, second family to me that sometimes the curiosity of, like, I just want to know what happened exactly, like, eats away at me, and I'm like, should I look for them on social media? Mm -hmm. But then it's like, do I want to open that door? Because, like, I've had friends that kind of bailed during, like, the most important times of my life, Mm -hmm. but those friendships were already kind of fading. Like, I've had people that were supposedly my best friends But we're hypocrites a lot of the time. Like, they would judge me for doing certain things because, like, of what they believed in. But then they would turn around and do the same thing or worse things. But it was, like, a different type of evil. So it was okay. Or, like, I don't know. It's just, like, little, like, I feel like if you have a best friend, they're not going to judge you. So there you have that. Um, And then I just feel like the way you kind of get over it with it, it's kind of like a death. Like, that sounds really yeah, morbid. Yeah, but you do have to go to the grieving yeah, process. Yeah, you, you have to. You'll be in denial, and you mm-hmm. think everything's fine, and then, like, there's going to be anger. Um, eventually, like, yeah, and then uh, what's the other one? Um, bargaining, and then acceptance. So, yeah, I think after a while, but closure definitely helps. I think you have to have that, like, last talk or just be, like, goodbye sometimes if you can, if it's possible. Um, like I had a ex-best friend that I, we had like a full-on intervention with, and she lost her mind and thought we were crazy and not her friend anymore, and things just got weird. And then she met a guy after we stopped being friends, and now they're married. And she's sober and like she got help, which like in our heads we were like, we tried to. you got mad at us because of this. It was kind of like confusing at first, like you couldn't be our best friend. But then this person got you there. But that's because everyone's on their own journey. And a lot of times we don't know what their journey is. So I think sometimes you have to like step out of this friendship that fell apart and see things from their side, too. Yeah. Because they probably think you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you did. Maybe you did. You know, there's always confusion. And a lot of times, like these friendships end because there's no communication.
0: Um, Yeah. And I think also it's important to recognize that people are in our lives for a reason and for a time, you know, like some people will be in your lives for a long time. And then some people will just have like a certain allotment of years or months or weeks. Just like the seasons. That they're meant to be with you. And you can learn what. You are going to learn with them and then you recognize, okay, that's over. Now I'm going to move on and like find other people who support my needs who I can support their needs because it's, it's also a two-way street, you know, like your friendships, like, yeah, they give a lot to you, but you give a lot back. And so you have to recognize like, hey, is, was this even like a fulfilling relationship if it just kind of like is a breakup at this point, you know?
1: No, it is. And it's going to hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I could, I've definitely cried over losing a friend I've 100% cried over losing many friends. Like, you get these bonds and, like, a lot of people think, like, you can, I think, like, people have friends that are soulmates because I think you can have more than one soulmate. And sometimes these people that are just, like you match so mesh so well with who you are as a person. And then, so when that friendship ends, it does feel like part of you is walking away too. Yeah, And it's because not just like the shared stories and like things you've done through, like that's Mm -hmm. the person that was there through the best and worst of times. So that's like a big chunk of your life. So I think the best way to handle it and get, better is just, like, fill those emotions. Mm-hmm. Try to get closure with them Don't if run you can. away from those feelings. Yeah, just allow yourself to feel them. Like, cry it out, be angry, and then accept it and move on. And try your best not to let that affect your future friendships.
0: Yeah, and to, like, recognize the things that didn't work, you know, and try not to have Ooh, that same thing yes. happen. Can
1: we just say, if you have lost, like, multiple best friends over and over again, the common denominator is you, and I'm sorry, boo-boo, but it might be you that's doing it. There might be something like you that's wrong.
0: I can't even tell you the amount of best <laughs> friends that I lost because of, like, a weird attraction thing that happened for me. <laughs> like, it was, like, people thought I was in love with them or, like they thought i was coming on to them or they were secretly interested in me and they didn't like the feelings that i brought out in them mm-hmm. and that was like a big thing for me i think i lost 3 like significant friendships from mm-hmm. from that and that was something that like i don't know that still still hits me in my hurt but that's place. like
1: would you say with all when female friends that was with all female friends. Because that's that, like yeah. a whole other segment. Or because that's like a, not segment, but that could be a whole other episode. Topic, yeah. Because it's like you add being a queer woman with having straight friends or even queer. Or like,
0: like they, questioning friends. Yeah, I feel question, like, I, feel like yeah. I attract questioning friends. Yeah.
1: Which is interesting. <laughs> but yeah, female relationships can be hard. All relationships are hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like,
0: life is hard. Being a human and interacting with other humans is
1: hard. Yeah, you just gotta find your people. And sometimes we think we found our people, or they were our people, and then they grew into other... That's I think that's what's definitely happened with me, is, like, people were on the same level... As me, like, you come, we're at the same path, and we're walking it, and then one person turns yeah. into a fourth of the road, so you no longer mesh, because you became someone else, you blossomed. Like, that's why we go through, like, our party friends, mm-hmm. and then you're not a party anymore, then you have, like, your friends that are parents, like, now, and then they're, like, in that life where they're mm-hmm. starting to, like nest and stuff yeah so like you gr- both people are growing and you might like i always think it's crazy when some people are like we've been friends since middle school or just yeah, diapers like, and you're like Shut and up. you still like each other like That's you grew up so, yeah to be um, the same have the same things in common not to say you had to have things in common i think friends, at
0: that but. point it's like commitment you know, like you're so committed you're to like, this. I friendship. don't even like
1: you anymore, but you've been here since I was like, You're calling, like family. So. <laughs> I
0: feel like you're family at that point. Yeah. And you that's like true. work through everything together.
1: I guess I could see that. But yeah, I don't know. That was a long way to just say like you just gotta feel those emotions and you just gotta move on and Yeah.
0: And I think recognizing that those people like if you are dealing with a friend breakup there's a reason why you're breaking up and you will
1: probably be better off in the future without them yeah and i'm not gonna lie y'all sometimes like like this right now sometimes i think about like how i was a little like not to say i'm like anyone now but like when i was literally like no one knew me like except for like the places I went and the same friends Mm -hmm. and I wonder about like the friends that like straight up did me dirty or just like are no longer friends like I get this sick pleasure of being like I hope they see me now. Yeah, like Like, look at me now. I'm blossoming. Yeah, like I'm doing well. Yeah. Like thank you for what you did but like, like just so you know, you could have went on this journey with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that's like part of me is like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, but I don't know. I'm only human. And sometimes I think about that. Like, oh, I hope everyone that like wasn't the real one or like didn't think that I could thrive is like, it's like, well, look at me now. With, look at me now. With the love of my life doing a podcast called Skate Date. Yes. <laughs> Watch them they're probably trying to get roller skates right now too. <laughs> I hope they get price. No, <laughs> that's mean. I'm just kidding. Everyone's welcome. <laughs>
0: um so that wraps up our first podcast. So thanks for watching.
1: Thank you for watching first episode of Episode number one. We did it,
0: babe. Woo! Woo! We did it. We did our first episode.
1: Yeah. So if we didn't scare y'all away, definitely follow, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to our podcast. Do all the things. Yeah, wherever you listen to your podcast, that's where we'll be. So subscribe there. Yeah, and give us a little follow on our Instagram at skatedatepod yes and you should email us if you have questions yeah well you should definitely send us any questions that you have about life in general skating. yeah
0: and you can email us at date at gmail.com if you want us to read your letter and answer your questions and give you horrible life advice
1: yes and the funnier the better
0: and we're also on YouTube. So if oh you want to watch us gosh. talking, you can see us there too. We're everywhere. We're everywhere now. Watch out, world. Shovel is here. Wow. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> we will catch you not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after because we are a bi
1: weekly podcast. Woo! When your podcast is bi, just like you. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for
0: listening to the Skate Date Hope you're down for a Podcast. second date. It's going to be great. You know what happens on date number two, right? I get to second
1: base. We talk about more things. Oh, boo. Ear-eargasms. <laughs> and that's when we should have ended it. Bye-bye. Bye.